then I choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Happy New Year. As promised, I'm back. This is uh, Thanks for Asking Kells Podcast, episode 348. I'm Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. What up, what up, what up? I missed y'all. I hope y'all had a nice, relaxing holiday. I absolutely did. It was too short. I mean, it was long, but it was too short, man. Like, And I even took a few days the first week of um, January off. I think this might have been too short this time or felt like it was too short because we do our end of the year like we were done um, basically from the 20th and then we had to come back right after New Year's, I guess. I mean, I mean, that's the week of Christmas, so I get it, but I don't know. I just maybe I would have maybe liked to have the week after, I don't know, maybe go up to like maybe the 20th or the 20th, I don't know, actually think about it, That's, I mean, how else would you do it, there was a week of Christmas, like you could go a couple more days, but you know, I, I don't know, the first week off is a little rough, but most people um, I see planned it for, the, for that, I, I mean, I wasn't going to fly back to the third, but I only did that because if you ever flew out on Christmas, it's the worst, so I made sure I left before, I left on the, um, what are they, I leave? Wednesday, I think. I can't remember. Way before, like, the 20th. I think I flew out on, like, the 20th, 21st. Way before the Christmas rush. And then I came back well after New Year's. So, and it was it was almost nobody in the airport both times. Um. So, anyway, I hope, you know, y'all had a good, um, restful holiday. I'm looking forward to 2024. Um, I'm getting married in 2024. Um... Yeah, and a lot of other stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is gonna be. I, I don't know. I just have a good feeling about the year. I'm, I'm kind of cautious though, cause I had a the last time I had a real good feeling about the year. It was 2020, and we that's when COVID hit. So I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic, but I don't know. I just feel like this should be a good, a good year. And a lot of people said they 2023 was bad. Mine was not. So hopefully y'all have a better year. Um. All right, so let's get started. I do have a list of things here. Some are, some um are from before the holiday, some are after. But let me talk about or like over the holiday. So let me start with that. So it's old now, but I just want to say over the holiday we saw it was an older TikTok, I think, but it got recycled cuz you know, niggas home on vacation, it just shit always goes left of Simone Biles and her husband who plays for the Green Bay Packers. And, um, she's, he's sitting there saying that, you know, basically he's the prize. He didn't even know who she was. Whoop-dee-woo. A lot of, a lot, and it just got, and basically, and she's just sitting there grinning. This is the key part. She's sitting there grinning while he's saying he didn't know who she was. She's the prize. I mean, he's the prize. And it just was a very, um, cringy interview now people jumped out the window as they always do he hates her he didn't see that I didn't really think that I think that he just inarticulate people forget you guys forget 
that athletes are not smart for the for the most part. Not saying all athletes are dumb. We know there are some that are, you know, not, but I played sports. I've been around athletes all my life. Anybody else that know, like I when I was in college, we we were the girls' basketball team was the ones tutoring a lot of times. The boys sport, like they're they're not bright. Most that's like I mean it's so common, it's a stereotype. So you have to keep that in mind. And people just think it applies to like football players. No, it's athletes in general. Like women athletes, female and now on the female side, it's less of a stereotype because you know it's a different culture over there like those girls really do have to get good grades and really do have to graduate because up until very recently there was really no option to it wasn't a it wasn't something that you could really take past college unless you wanted to go overseas you know and even now you have the WNBA and it's growing it's expanding I think in 10 to 15 years it'll be much different but for right now it is even still that way because even if you're really good this the rosters are so tight that you still you know might have to go play overseas right so I keep that in mind I always keep that in mind when athletes are saying anything like these are not bright people for the most part and so everybody got up in arms. And so what I, what I took it as is you had a guy again, not very bright and inarticulately. What I, what I think he was trying to express, what he was trying to say is I did not go after her because she's Simone Biles. I did not go after her because of who she is. Like we really got to, I really got to know her. She's not the usual type of girl I go for, but I did get to know her and, and, and now we're together. That's what I think he was trying to say, but he just was very inarticulately. I didn't know who she was, which that was the part that stuck out for me. I'm like, bro, Simone Biles, Olympic athletes generally, across the board are some of the most recognizable and famous athletes in the world. That's why they be on the Wheaties box because the Olympics is worldwide. It's not just the NBA, which is mainly in America. I know it's expanded now, but it's not the NFL, which is a U.S. sport. You know what I'm saying? Like Olympic athletes, the Bruce Jenner's, the Carl, the Simone Biles, the, um, the, um, Excuse me, the Katie Ledeckis, the U.S. women's soccer team, the um, Michael Johnsons, the um, 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 Shelly Ann Fraser Price. Like these athletes are world. They're known worldwide because the Olympics is global. They go to championships all over the world. So for you to be a, a football player and say you never heard of Simone Biles, it's a little crazy. Because Simone Biles got uh, dominated, like, the last two Olympics, I think. Like, it's just, come on, man. Just, uh, that's what was sticking with me. Like, you ain't got to lie, Craig, right? But everybody was up in arms. And I just, this is what I want to say. Listen, excuse me. Men are the prize, okay? There are way more pick-me's, Lord. Thank God I got a man, a man at any price. I'm a husband and wife first women out there than not. It's just a fact. It's just what it is. Just, you got to let them, them women just do what they want to do. They want, if you want to be one of the greatest Olympic champions of all time with all these gold medals, world, what world renowned and let this man sit there and say, he didn't never hear you. And He's not even a starter. He played, I mean, I don't do short. Does he, he plays for the green Bay Packers, but he's not a star. You know, he's not a, he's not, uh, he wasn't, you know, a one or two round draft pick. Like he's on the team for sure. So if you want to let this man sit there 
and say that and you smile and giggle, that's, you gotta let, you gotta let, you can't keep trying to, we can't keep trying to save people that don't want to be saved. Okay? If these, excuse me, if, damn, pardon me, if these women, you know, if that's, if that's, they can be the most smart, most accomplished, most, you know, I don't know, high achieving women. And all they want to talk about is being a wife and a mother. Then you just got to let them. I mean, you know, you can't listen. You can take the shackles off a nigga feet. You can open the jail door. You can let them know it's a whole world out there. But if that's what they, what they want, then that's not what they want. And it's not knocking because it's what they'll, it's not knocking being a mother or, but it's like, we trying to get y'all to understand that like, that's not all there is to life. And there are plenty of women who have no desire to do that. And it's like, when you are such an accomplished, uh, uh, talented, famous, whatever woman, we keep seeing these women, these high up have accomplished so much, have done so much, have so much drive and they constantly dim in their light and falling back for some dude's ego. And it's like, Yo, if that's what they want to do, you got to let them do it. Because I'll be damned if I'm going to sit there with all the medals I got and let you talk about you never heard me and all this and all that. Nigga, you going to wake up. I'm going to reset the alarm clock to the Olympic anthem. And you going to wake up to that shit every night. I'm putting my Wheaties box of cereal on the table. I'm having my gold. Ha- oh, where's my... It's, babe, I had five. I have seven medals. I only have five here. You see the other two? Have you seen them? No. Oh, you never seen the gold medal? Oh, you don't know what it looks like? It's gold. Yeah, it has the red, white, and blue ribbon on it. It's gold. It it's, it's, uh, says my name on it. It's, yeah, no. Okay, well, you don't... All right, well, that's all right. I didn't expect you to know because you don't know... You never had a gold medal, so I'll, get, I'll just find it on my own. I'll just get it on my own, just like, just like I got the first five, you know, and it's the Olympics coming up, so don't worry. I'll just... When I get my five more, I'll, like... I'm sure I'll like hold it around the house and it'll track the other two that I that I'm missing. Like nigga, please, I will run you in the fucking ground. You act like you, but you know that's me. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say is, um, Lord, Twitter. I, listen, I, I you know Twitter is what it is, but I, I really. I can't stand the fucking motherfuckers on Twitter using their big PhD words because what I said was, the statement I made was, we all know, and when I said we, what I mean is, like I said, I played, I played, I played sports, I went to school, I, we, I, I was in the athletes group, I guess, you know, that wasn't all that I, all my friends were not athletes, but I mean, you know, we kind of stick together, the, the women's team, the men's team, like we all kind of knew each other, even the lacrosse teams, like all that, we all kind of know each other, right, so I guess I was, I guess I was in the sport crowd, but not, that's not it, but we all know girls like that, there were always these random girls hand, hanging around the athletes, trying, you know, and not saying they're ugly or any of that, although some of them were, the white girls mainly, but some of the black ones too, but just regular, not, uh, you know, just regular girls that these athletes never look at. Cause you know, they want the light skin girl. They want the white girl. They want the IG girl. They don't ever look at these, these girls. Not that they diss them or mean to them. It's just like, Oh, you cool. You the home girl. Like we all know that dynamic and them motherfuckers hang around with the dream that, 
one of these dudes are actually going to want them or actually going to make them their girlfriend. Like we all or actually would be interested in them. So they hang around and then you graduate and they go with their little degrees and then they come back around and maybe they get an a, attention on one of these guys. And then it's like, Oh my God. Like they just, so no matter how accomplished they are, they just so happy. It's very much given. And this might be not the greatest example, but those of y'all who watch love after lockup, the Melissa and, um, and Louie example, where this loser bitch was pining over, he, Louie was like this big athlete in the high school, and like never, didn't even know she was alive, but you know, he had a drug problem with jail, all that, so now, she's like super pressed to still get the big athlete, and I mean, he's still a good looking guy, he's out of jail, he's still a good looking guy, and she's a, very much a loser, but like, she's all excited to get this, this dream in her head, it's something like that, right? And so, I said that I, girls like Simone, like Simone Biles, yes, she is a champion athlete, she's super, everybody knows who the fuck she is, but at the end of the day, she's still to, uh, to those athletes, those light, especially the light skin, light eyes, and all y'all light dudes, they don't look at, they don't look at girls like her, so she is just like, over the moon that this guy not only is interested in her and married her, and so that's why she's sitting there giggling like that, because girls like her don't get the guy like that, even as Olympic champions, that's what I was saying, everybody on the internet want to turn into she ugly, she dark skinned, she, I didn't say none of that, Shimon Ball's not ugly, she's not ugly to me, she's a, a very good looking girl to me, she's not, her weave is not terrible, you know, she looks, nothing wrong with her, she looks, but she is like, I don't want to say average looking because that, that's a bad, I know when you say average, you kind of mean mid, but that's what I was saying. She's not like the typical super beautiful, oh my God, IG model looking girl. You know what I'm trying to say? And so that to me is explained a lot. I was like, I know that dynamic. I know she's an Olympic athlete. She not know she's like one of the greatest athletes in the world. I know that. But the reason she's sitting there giggling and letting him say whatever he wants to say because she feels um I don't know, elated that she has the, oh, look, I got the light-skinned football player who usually doesn't pay attention to girls like me, even though I'm this, you know, great American athlete. That's what I saw. That's what I was trying to say. I'm not arguing with nobody about it. If you if you know, you know. But y'all know some of y'all exactly what I'm talking about. Because I saw it all the time. And I didn't even go to no big school. I went to Cornell. And then I went to Maryland. Maryland's actually a way bigger school, uh, sports school than Cornell was. Because Maryland had the basketball team. Maryland had the football team. Um, I was only there a year. I knew a couple people. I, I, I honestly, like... I graduated from Maryland, but it's really hard for me to say I'm a Maryland alum, even though I am, because I literally was on that campus for two semesters, went to class to get my little 15 credits one semester and 13 the next, and graduated, and boom, I was out. So whoever I ain't meet in the classroom or walking through campus some two semesters, and I didn't live on campus, I ain't know. So I don't know them people like that. I, I know way more had way more time, way more experience, way more people I met at Cornell than Maryland. So I talk about Cornell a lot because that's where I feel like I went to school, even though that's not where I graduated from. Um, so I just want to say that and get that out the way. Y'all got to like, can't keep saving hoes that don't want to be saved. You just can't. You got to let them, you got to let them go. All right. What I'm going to talk about next. So while we talking about that, let, let me, um, 
I, I usually don't want to comment on this stuff, but I kind of do. It's a, it's, I'm a comment on it because it's a larger thing that I keep seeing that's really getting on my nerves. So this Hallie Bailey, and listen, every time I see y'all say Hallie on the TLL, my mind goes to Hallie Berry. So when y'all be talking about this little uh, singing girl, I, it just throws me all off because I'm, I'm never thinking of her, right? Um, and she goes with one of these rappers who I, <laughs> these rap boys couldn't tell you. DGB, EG, I don't know, some some little light-skinned rat boy, never heard of him, don't give a damn. Anyway, goes with him, and um, there, there's there been, like, I, I, I don't know, like, I think, I don't know if it started with the Color Purple promo or the little, mer well, it had to be, I don't know, before a few, it seemed like for a few weeks or months now, going way back, yeah, it might have been Little Mermaid, there's been buzz on the internet on Twitter that she was pregnant. I... The, the, the so-and-so is pregnant rumors get on my goddamn y'all did it for Rihanna for years and finally was right actually I don't think no I don't think no actually when she was actually pregnant nobody knew um it's just annoying to me because I'm like that's such a goofy thing to like be trying to figure out if somebody's pregnant who gives a fuck <laughs> like okay if they're pregnant if they're not pregnant they'll tell you or or they'll have the baby and you'll know like I just don't understand why there's a hot gossip thing like like are they pregnant like who gives a shit but I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just me, but it's been this rumor about she was pregnant, she was not pregnant, people doing, trying to figure out if she's pregnant, now, I didn't pay any attention to it, because again, I don't check for that girl, I don't, God bless, I don't mean no harm, but I'm just, I don't give a shit, um, but even I saw, like, just the little clips that people were posting, like, that appeared like she was pregnant, like she wasn't trying, you know, and then I guess as people started talking about it, then you would only see the, the, it would put it like this to me from my little observation and I was not on it hard. It seemed like they was trying to hint, you know, celebrities, some celebrities do this thing where they try to hint or they want to say something, they put something out there and then they don't get the they don't get the reaction they want or it doesn't go viral quite the way they wanted it to go. So then they, they pull it back and just, you know, try to act like, oh, it's nobody's business. It's like, no, you're absolutely right. It, it's none of our business, but you put it out there. So now people are curious, right? So it's been like a back and forth. People been trying to figure it out because they say they go on, they doing these, um, she wearing these big flowy dresses and like, just like kind of, when people try to like hint at shit, but then, you know, my, my, this is the point I'm saying. I think it's, I think it's corny and I think it's very whack. If you don't want people to know you're pregnant, then you don't have to be out and show them that you're pregnant. We did not know that Rihanna Fenty, Robin Rihanna Fenty was pregnant until she let us know. She did a, a, a um photo shoot with her belly out, and she let us know. Prior to that, we had no idea, okay? Second time, also, she let us know. She said she was going, she was trying to keep that secret, but she was like, when she was preparing for the Super Bowl, she couldn't get shit around the belly, so she let us know. And then even when she had the baby, we didn't know. I think we did. they confirmed. They said, yes, she had a baby. They didn't tell us the date. They didn't tell us the name. They didn't tell us the sex. I, we didn't know nothing about it. Then I think later we found out it was a boy. They confirmed it was a boy. But it, this was like months after. The boy was almost one. I think he was like maybe six or eight, nine months. Didn't know nothing about it. She, and she, when she wanted us to know, she let us know. Prior to that, there was no hinting. There was no, is she is, is she not? There was none of that little bullshit, right? 
And 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 there's a lot. Rihanna is the most recent example, but the point is there are stars, big, huge, global, super famous people that keep things private if they want them to be private. If they don't want you to know, they don't let you know. And so when you get, but you get these other people that want to do little, oh, they're at the, um, they're at the interview and you hear the baby crying in the background. Now you could have cut that out. If you really, really, really didn't want people to know you had a baby, you could have cut that out. People were saying, oh, you can see. So, so what happens is they do this little stuff. They drop in these little hints issue. You're not denying it. Cause you can just out and deny it. Say, no, I'm not. Whether you're lying or not, you could deny it. You know, whatever. It might not push people off, but at least you made a statement. My thing is people like put their business on the internet, give their business to us. And then it's like, everybody's crazy and stalking. And, and same thing with Kelly Price. Like you popped up missing, bought the shit to us. Now when we concerned and trying to figure now we crazy and we too intrude. I think that's corny. I think that's very corny. I think that's very thirsty. I don't care about y'all being, pre- God bless y'all. I'm going to say like, God bless y'all. Hope the baby happy and all that. But I, I don't give a shit. And I think a lot of us don't give a shit. But like, it's like every time this happens, oh, fans, is she going to drop? People are desperate. Are they desperate, sis? Or like, did you just keep playing? And people are like, what the fuck? I think if you put something out there and people now, people are trying to determine, well, you know, are you pregnant? Or are you not pregnant? Because we hit like, what's going on? How was that thirsty? How was that desperate? Again, you could not tell us. You could dress yourself in a way that it's not obvious. Rihanna did it. You don't have to have the baby at the interview with you. You don't have to be dropping all these hints, but then when people want to know, oh, here y'all go, y'all so desperate. That's very corny to me. Y'all are thirsty for attention. Now, if nobody gave a fuck about that baby, then we go have this full photo shoot. And I'm not, don't get me wrong. You are entitled to your privacy. Again, Carrie Washington, we still ain't seen her kids. They give kids might be off to college now for all we know. I have no idea how old them kids are, but we've never seen them. Don't know their name. Never. Okay? We just know she has children. Yes, I have children. I don't think she's ever talked about those children publicly. Diana Ross was like that too. It might be before y'all time, but she um it was only after she would bring like Tracy and them on Sesame street and like kids shit. But other than that, she really didn't, you know, they weren't out there like that. She would talk about them, but they weren't out in the public like that. It's a lot of people that are, are like that. So if you want to be private with your kids, you can, but you know, stop acting like, I, I just don't like the way it's made to every, all, every time this happens, it's made to be that the public is so desperate and thirst, thirsty. Why do you want to know our business? We don't want to know your business. You bring your business to us. You bring the business to us and then you're shocked when people are trying to ascertain what the fuck is going on. I think, I just think it's corny. If you didn't want to show us the baby, you didn't have to show us the baby. If you didn't want to say you were pregnant, you didn't have to say you're pregnant. I personally think that's a little weird. I think it's weird to be having a baby and keep it secret. That's the type of shit I'm talking about. Like I can understand not wanting people to know the baby's name and all of that, but like to just not have a baby, act like it's a big secret when you have a baby. That's weird to me. That's very weird to me. I think it's strange. Um, I think all of y'all are phony because y'all all got the kids and the camera on the IG. Now this is, listen, I'm not a famous person. I'm nowhere near the type and never will be. But I I do know, I can say confidently that I believe that the kid, that the, these celeb parents that keep their kids away from that as much as possible, give their kids a normal life as much as possible, keep their kids off the gram, keep their kids off the, 
those kids seem to come out okay. Not saying that these new ones won't, because I mean, it is, it's a different world now and it's not as all the kids are doing it. So maybe it's not as odd as, you know, it may seem, but I'm just saying, I think all enough, um, enough kids of famous people have been interviewed and have said that they really appreciate it having their parents to themselves and not having to always be in the spotlight, you know, and it's a, it, it, music is, it's a lot of movie stars out here to have kids that we never see, have husbands that they never see, be, have wives that we never see because they go out of the way to keep that part of their life private. And I'll be, I feel like I would do that too, just because I mean, I'm a private person now. Y'all know, I don't, I give y'all a little bit because I just, I don't, I'm just not, I just feel like, you need to have something that's for yourself. You need to be have a, a you that's just you for your family. That's just not, not the you that goes out to work, not the you that does the shows. Like there has to be, I feel like people, a lot of these celebrities get untethered and they start acting like we see a lot of them act because they get away from that. Like, like my, my boy, Sean say, shout out to Sean. Sean say, when you stop eating greens and when you, when you having these, these little parties and you're inviting your mama and daddy and them and ain't nothing for them to eat. They ain't got no greens. They ain't got no wings in the back, you're trying to give them all this little bougie food, when you start doing that, you start getting disconnected, that's when we start seeing a lot of the shit we see, now you on your 23rd face, you know, you, this one is ranting and raving, yeah, I just think that's how people get untethered, because everything is for consumption, everything is for the media, and I just, I just, I don't know, I think it's corny, um, you know, I, I don't think necessarily people, necess- this is the thing, <laughs> I don't think people necessarily give a damn. Like, you, you, no offense. Like, I'm, I'm sure. I don't know, like, nothing about your career, but I know the music doesn't do that well. So I'm thinking that the fans don't really fuck with the music that much. So it's like half of y'all only stay in the public eye doing these little stunts. Is what I'm trying to say, and they are definitely stunts. So it's just I just find it whack to y'all do these stunts and then try to act like it's not stunts that you're doing. And everybody, you know, everybody's so desperate. And 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 I don't know. I just it's corny to me. It's very corny to me. I've always thought it was corny. Um, Naomi and them did the same. Um, what's it? Naomi Saka and that boy she date. Um, did the same thing. It's like. I don't think nobody really care about this stuff. Like y'all, y'all trying to make people like they obsess. I really don't think anybody that care, care that much about it, but the way y'all present it, you, you put it to people. So yeah, they want to find out. That's all I'm saying. And that's why I think it's corny. Cause I'm like, y'all act like people so pressed to know they're not, we wouldn't know anything if y'all would have just not, you know what I mean? You do a little shit to, to get people curious and then people are pressed to find out. I just think that's corny. And I, I just, I, 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 and it's always like the mid level ones or the, or the, I don't know. They're not that high up ones that do that shit or the ones that nobody really checking for like that to do that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think it's corny. All right, so, ooh, it's a lot. These three, I, I done got all the light shit out the way. and it la- So, might as well. Let's go into um the Claudine Gay scandal. I'm not really going to, we all know what happened. If you don't, Claudine Gay was like the shortest. I think our tenure at the Harvard Dean was like six months. She applied, it all stems from, and I talked about this before, it all stemmed from the hearing where um, the University of Penn and Dean resigned and she resigned because they basically went to Congress and 
which for a fool's errand for these goofy congressmen trying to make a, a whole thing out of this anti-Semitic thing. And they both went in there and they both sound stupid as fuck answering the questions because they just, it, it, it's just, it's a simple question. Answer it. Yes or no. Stop. They trying to do all this invasive corporate speak. And it just plays right into the hands of these, of these people who have a political agenda. And like I keep saying, you can't be that smart to me, sis. I'm so sorry. If you cannot go into Congress and, and, and talk around these people, who are not bright and clearly have a political agenda. If you can't go in there and come out of there, you know, having done what you need to do and shut that shit down, then you really not as smart as you think you are. So it started with that because they was calling her anti-Semitic. Basically, go listen to my episode, Crash Test Dummies. I talk all about it. I'm not going to go back into that angle of it. But now she has resigned. And it's just more of the same because, like, they, so after the anti, they opened the door with this. She's an anti-Semite, which again, I I talked about in crash test dummies. Y'all make it, y'all make it so easy for them to do that because y'all are always lining up and in, in running into the into the um breach to to take shots for everybody else. So y'all make it real easy, and then from that it went to quote fingers plagiarism, and this is why I wanted to say this is why I'm saying quote fingers plagiarism because. I did not follow the case very closely, but I, I have a college degree. I have a law degree. When you go to law school and in college too, you have to write research papers. You have to do research in, in law school. You have to do a, like a, um, in order to graduate, you have to do a, a nothing like a PhD where y'all be doing research to write one paper, but sort of like that, where you have to write a, it, it has to be a, a substantive paper, 25, 30 pages and, um, a, a legal, basically legal research. You have to do legal research. And I can't even remember what I wrote my paper on now, but it can, it, what the paper will be on depends like, um, on the class you take, right? Like, so you might take, if you're in a, if you, cause when you pick your classes that year that you know, you have to write the paper, you, um, how did it work? Yeah. I think you can decide. No, when you pick the class, yeah, yeah, they tell you which classes you can qualify for. will get you to writing credit. And then you pick based on that. So like, if you want to write on sports law or something, then you find a sports law class. I really cannot, I'm trying to think now what I wrote my paper on. And I had to write two papers because when I did my visiting year at Loyola, they made me write it again, even though I already had the credit for it. And I was like, this is some bullshit. So I had to write two 30 page research papers and I cannot remember what the second one was on either. Anyway, but the point is, um, anybody who's had an academic career of any, merit or any length of time has written a research paper before be and I should say beyond undergrad because in undergrad them papers y'all write it ain't really it ain't it ain't, it ain't it, that ain't considered really scholarly writing trust me I know when you in undergrad you think it is but when you get out and you get to graduate school and you really gotta write you realize that, that shit you was doing in college was bullshit right so um, they're accusing her of plagiarism. I did not read um, deeply into it, but all I want to say about it is she ended up resigning because, in my opinion, a whole, I mean, a whole lot of shit was going on, but my opinion, she ended up resigning because liberals, Democrats, whatever you want to call it, academics, whatever you want to call it, we are in year, I don't know what now, of this same bullshit where you have the right 
wing, conservative, idiot side, making these culture wars out of stupid shit. And instead of just saying they are trying to make a culture war out of the stupid shit, the shit they're talking about is not a fucking thing. It's bullshit. It's nonsense. And we're not going to address it because of this, this, and this. We act like it's, we act like it's what they're saying is legitimate and we're just going to use better logic or we're going to talk our way out of it. You don't do that. You don't do that. You don't platform nonsense. You don't bring the fucking clan member on your show to discuss race with him because when you bring him on his show, on your show, he's won. He's already won because that's all he wants. He's not trying to be convinced. He's not trying to talk logic. He just wants to get his hateful message out. He just wants to get his hateful message out to the people who want it. As soon as you platform them, he won. And and you nerd-ass liberals and you nerd-ass academics, y'all keep thinking that, oh, well, we'll just get up there and we'll, ha-ha, we'll, we'll, we'll debate him and we'll point for point and how we caught him with that. Nobody gets not the point and nobody gives a shit about that. Y'all look like fucking pencil-neck nerds. Y'all look so silly. And, and, and same thing happened with this plagiarism thing. I did not read far into it, but what I did see, I stayed basically... People who probably, who I know, don't know the first thing about uh, scholastic writing or research writing, were basically taking her passage and taking a passage from the work that she used and saying, look, it's the same words, that's plagiarism. That's not plagiarism, you fucking dummies. And the fact that you think it is is how we know that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because you can take a passage from somebody word for word, which you do a lot in research, because if I am, I'm trying to, if my thesis is that, um, I don't know, my thesis is pimps be up and hoes be down, right? And I'm trying to, and I'm, that's what my whole, my whole research paper is, is about, how pimps be up and hoes be down, then I, the, the sources that I am using, I can't, it's not, it's not an opinion piece. I can't just write my opinion. I have to show, schol- I have to show through scholarly um, sources and research and data I know something that you got in the past couple 10 years, nobody understands. People think they can just say what the fuck they want out their mouth and it makes it true. And you can just argue your opinion with the CDC and that makes it true. But that's not actually what it is. You actually have to have facts and you actually have to be right. And you actually have to be able to prove what the fuck it is you saying. Okay. And so if I'm writing the paper and my thesis is, Pimps are up and hoes are down. Then I have to go talk to pimps and be like, hey, Mr. Pimp, tell me how you keep these hoes down. All right. And then I got to go talk to hoes and be like, hey, Mr. Ho, tell me why these pimps is up. And, and they're going to tell me what they're going to tell me or they're going to give me their opinion. I'm going to write that shit word for word. And then I'm going to put it in my paper and I'm going to say, hey, the reason why I'm saying pimps is up is because pimps say that they do this and they do that. And then I went to the the, the, the um the, the archives and I checked pimpology going back 20 years and or 200 years, whatever. And the data shows that over the past 200 years, you know, pimps have actually been up 90% of the time and holes been down 10% of the time. So actually, you know what I'm in, but when I put that in my paper, 
What I do is I put the quote, I put the data that I found word for word. Sometimes I may change it up because sometimes you do want to word things your own words, or you want to add, you, you want to, you want to start with what they said. And then you want to say, but actually this is not true because this and this. So you might add your own words to it. You might rephrase, you might paraphrase depending on what you're trying to do, but the difference, what the difference between that and plagiarism is plagiarism is when you do that, when you, when you take somebody's words, when you go and, and you, and you get the pimps up, holes down, um, manual and you cut and paste and you put it in there because it sounds good and you turn it in as your words, as your ideas. You don't tell people, Hey, these are not my words. I actually got this from the pimps up holes down manual. This is not my idea. I got this. It's called citing footnotes, bibliographies at the bottom of a paper, at the bottom of Wikipedia. When you read something to Wikipedia and they state a fact, it's usually a link. When you, you go to the bottom and you click on that link and that's the footnote, it will take you to where they got that information from so you can check. It's called a primary source so that you can check. When you do that, that is not plagiarism because you are letting the person know these are not my words. These are not my ideas. I got this from here. Just because somebody cuts a paragraph word for word and, and, and puts it in their paper, that does not make it plagiarism. It's only plagiarism when they don't cite it. So every single thing they kept telling this woman, and instead of, this is my complaint, instead of them saying, hey, New York Times, hey, congressman, hey, whoever else wants to jump on this stupid-ass bandwagon, let me explain to you what plagiarism actually is. Plagiarism is this over here. What I did is this. You can check every academic writing from every other Harvard dean before me at Yale and probably everywhere else, and you're going to see the same thing because that's what research is. I'm citing it here. Here's what I wrote. Here's where I cite where it came from. That's not, but that's not what they did. They, oh, well, we'll correct it. And I don't know what corrected it mean. I don't know. Man, I don't, I don't exactly know what they meant, but it, it, they seeded the ground that she had plagiarized when she did not. If she plagiarized, then every scholar, every research, everything that's ever been written is plagiarized. And that's ridiculous. But that's what they do. They act like what they're saying is legitimate, and they're just going to talk their way out of it because we're all so smart, and we're just, these guys are idiots. They're smarter than you because they keep beating you every fucking time because you keep falling for the same bullshit. I would not have resigned. I would have made them fire me, number one. Number two, I wouldn't have went in that fucking Senate hearing talking stupid. Uh, yes, our policy does um, does not permit anti-Semitism. If a student uh, makes a complaint uh, that he has been targeted, we investigate it. If it's found substantiated, we do this, this, and that, the other. I'm not going to sit there parsing my words about free speech and, oh, well, this and the <laughs> You sound a fool, and, and you're doing exactly what they want you to do, and that's why you're out of a job now. And, um, you know, everybody's up in arms, and look, we all know what it is. They come and they can't, affirmative action is gone now. So now I gotta be DEI. They basically just don't want black people nowhere. We've been knew that. Some of us been knew that. We've always uh, operated as such. But some of the rest of y'all, I don't know, y'all just dying for white people to give y'all a hug. We don't know why. You cannot accept ever that these motherfuckers do not like you, do not want you, and you need to just operate 
you know, with that in mind, you just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how long we have to, we have to keep up with this. But anyway, the point is, I, I mean, I, I can't really, I mean, I, I can't really defend her because it, it just, it was terrible. And here's, here's another thing. So now, now that, now that it's done, all the articles are coming out about how apparently that Senate hearing went so terribly because um, Harvard got hired an outside law firm and, and the outside law firm advised her on how to answer the questions and, and, and people thought that she screwed that up because the questions were overly legalistic. Basically what I just said, you, you, you're talking all around the issue. It's this, you're trying to not be held liable but when you really just need to go in there and, and talk sense. And, 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 and these people are not that sophisticated. Like you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't have to hire this whole law firm to be able to go in there and defend your fucking anti-Semitism policy on, on, on campus. You really should not. Right. But you know, black people that, um, Again, some of you, I don't know how you were raised. I don't know what your background is. I don't know what your culture is. But as a black person and a black woman in particular, as the first black female dean of Harvard or wherever the fuck you at in this environment, any environment really, but particularly in this environment, you should, I don't understand how you allow white people to advise you on how to answer racist questions from racist people who are trying to, uh, dis discount you and, and, and humiliate you and say that you are affirmative action, unqualified hire because you are black. Why you would be taking advice from white people on how to answer that? I don't know. Y'all get in these positions around these white people and y'all think y'all accept it and y'all think y'all made it. And I'm trying to tell you, you never have because all the motherfuckers smiling in your face. They thinking the same shit. They just not going to say it to you. Okay. Ma'am, I, I, there's no way you should have told them people, listen, this is my, I understand that the school has an obligation here, but if I'm going to go in there and answer these questions, I'm going to answer them like this. I, I'm not, what these people here saying don't make no sense. This seems stupid. Like y'all got to learn how y'all don't know how to move in these positions because y'all, y'all don't understand that. Again, y'all get there and y'all want y'all think that these people are your friends or you think that you've made it and you have not. You don't understand that it is always a battle. It is always a fight. The way our grandparents, when y'all swear y'all not y'all, they understood that shit. And, and, and you know they understood it because they would always pull people behind them. They would keep the door open. The more of us we get in here, the more of us we have, the more unified we are, the more different voices we have, and these motherfuckers can't jump us as easily. But you knew motherfuckers all y'all want to do is get to y'all little position and be the resident black be the black friend and y'all close the door and no and you bring nobody else with you and that's what happens when you do that that right there you get played you get put out on the or like malcolm said you get chased out on the end of the branch and what happens to you and that's why <clears throat> sorry y'all i got my water um that's why we are being pushed back. We are and we are having our rights and liberties rolled back so rapidly because none of you are 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 um in any way built for the battle that is coming. And I fear that we're going to get rolled over and crushed because and and 
the reason why I don't know the reason why I made I'm just not I know I'm built <laughs> excuse me I know I'm built for it I know whatever it is gonna come I'm built for it because my I know my ancestors put into me what is necessary what they went through and I was raised I was not raised cut off from my history and cut off from struggle I was not a lot of you are a lot of you come from people who really are ashamed to be black and really just would prefer not to be black and it's not in y'all. So I you know I listen, y'all y'all didn't want to vote, y'all didn't want to listen. Trump got in there and in four years he has done so much damage and it's gonna be all your lifetimes. Like none of you are seeing this shit get righted. I don't <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Try to tell you that in 2016, you don't want to listen. None of you are seeing this shit get righted because this shit took a hundred years to get it to where we had it, which was nowhere near perfect, but it took a hundred, actually 150 years to get it there. If you want to, let's say from the end of the civil war, we can go back further, but let's just say from the end of the civil war to get where it was. And you guys just let that go in for in, in, in one election. And so now, you know, you're not getting that back. I don't care how many more elections we go, Joe Biden, whoever else, it doesn't, you're not getting that back because that Supreme Court, unless somebody does something about it and it don't look like they're going to, don't look like none of these people are going to be prosecuted for any of this fucking bribery, basically, that they're handing decisions down for, you're, 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 this is going to be your life. So, I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. We tried to tell y'all, y'all don't want to listen. So now you don't have affirmative action. Who knows? They're going to strip the shit away little by little, like they're showing you what they're doing. They place some people there to do that. So, I mean, look, that's your bad. Cause y'all wanted to play games and, and now here you go. You got nothing. But, um, you know, I just, I just, um, I, I just, I, I can't say nothing else about it. I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna, um, get all into like, um, a lot of the like angles that people have taken, I'm not saying they're wrong, but it's like, it's so easy. Y'all keep, y'all keep falling for the same trick every time they, they bring up some bullshit. That's not a real thing. Her emails, her this, her that. And instead of saying this is nonsense. And let me tell you why y'all just accept the premise and think you're going to logic your way out of it. And it never works because they're not interested in logic. The whole point is to get you to fuck out the way, which they did. You know, who was smart? Columbia. Columbia didn't go up there. And that's what you do. I'm not going up there to justify your nonsense. I'm not going up there. I ain't got nothing to say. We got a policy. I don't know if we don't have no problem here. We're not letting you gin up no bullshit. I'm not going. That was smart. All them other people that went up there and answered that shit all retarded. You see what happened to them. That's all I got to say on that. Um, and you know, I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, until we learn how to fight, until y'all don't know how to fight, that's the thing, y'all don't know how to fight, and until you learn how to fight, I mean, they've been doing this shit since forever, her emails, the climate change, all this nonsense, and we just keep falling for it every fucking time, it's crazy, um, so, um, yeah, like, that's, I just really, I really don't have nothing else to, to say about it. Um, it just, it's, it's, it's frustrating because it's so, 
obvious. It's so obvious what they're doing, and and we and we never can seem to figure out. Um, yeah, we never can seem to figure out what to how to how to combat it. We never can seem to figure out what to do, and it's just it's very frustrating. Just watch them be able to just run this same dumb play over and over and over and over. Um. All right. What's next? Uh, where do I want to go next? These that this, all this stuff is like. Ugh, um, I don't know. Let's see. Nah, okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna save cat for last. The color purple and um, well, the color purple came out. I think what on Christmas Day. I went to see it the day after Christmas. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought everybody was really good. I was re- you know I don't like musicals. I need to say that I don't like musicals. I can't stand getting into something and niggas start busting out singing. But I will say that the color purple it was it was one of the musicals that I could watch because it was enough dialogue and enough talking. To where I could do, I just can't stand. Like I told y'all before, I tried to watch Les Miserables after like um five, like after years and years, and I turned that shit off in ten minutes because I was like, oh y'all not finna be singing dialogue in my face, bro. Like I that's those are the kind of music I cannot do it. Where every two seconds you breaking out in song, I can't do it. I don't mind a song here and there. Like okay, we got a little dialogue, and then we gonna start singing. Fine, like I could grease little shop of horrors, you know those type. Like it's 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 a nice balance. Color Purple was like that too. Number one, they um they stuck closer to the book, sorta. Um, first let me preface: the Color Purple is my favorite movie of all time. I, I have seen that movie so many. I can't count the number of times I've seen that movie. I know that movie word for word. I know every dialogue of of, of every bit of dialogue in that movie. I know every scene in that movie. I love that movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. Okay, so when I heard it was going to be a musical, I was a little eh, but so but I went to see it anyway, number one, because I wanted to support it, and number two, because my man Coleman Domingo was in there, my man, my man, my man. This is what I'll say, I think we all seen it by now, everybody has they different, who gonna win what, um, I'm not sure if, the, I'm sure to be nominated, but for something, but I'm gonna be real, like, I'm not sure that they're gonna win, because there's, like, a lot of stuff that came out this year that's, like, really, really good, like, Barbie, Oppenheimer, which, low-key, I nodded off on that shit, it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be, boring as fuck, but, um, to me, I've heard everybody's, everybody in it was amazing, okay, please don't take this as me saying nobody was mad, everybody in that shit was amazing, everybody did what it had to do, from Harpo, to Sophia, to Seely, to, uh, Squeak, to, to old mister, to mister, to Suge, to, 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 um, everybody, am I missing anybody, I said Harpo, right, yeah, um, Squeak, everybody, everybody did the damn thing, but to me, Taraji and Coleman Domingo stood way out, to me, and, and Fantasia did an amazing job, don't get me wrong, Silly was amazing, she was great, but, Taraji, when she was on the scene, to me, stole, whenever she was in the scene, stole every scene. Coleman, whenever he was in the scene, he stole every scene. Coleman and Taraji together, magical. Like, I just, to me, they stole the movie. Again, I'm not, everybody was excellent, but to me, they stood out. Like, 
I mean, I really didn't. I'm going to be honest. When they said Taraji was playing Suge, not that I don't know Taraji is talented. I did. But that Margaret Avery character, I mean, that was just so iconic. I was like, how, who going to be able to, I don't, you know, how she going to carry, but she carried it. She carried Suge and she did a really, really, really amazing job. She did a great job. Her, her and Fantasia together did really good. But I mean, I just, she just bought Surge to life, and we ain't even gonna get into the fashions. Listen, the fashions, y'all know I have certain, I like old school classic eras. The 20s is one of them, and the 50s is another. There's other decades I like too, but the 20s and the 50s, when everything was just classic, classy, put together well, tailored well, nobody was looking a mess, hair was just so, not going to the store without no makeup, you wouldn't be caught out looking a mess, that's, those are my eras, okay, not the one we in now, clearly, but those are my eras, so the fashions, I mean, Taraji had that shit on, you hear me, she had it on, okay, um, I just thought it was great, but people, it's been, I mean, I don't need, it's so silly. I don't even really know what to say about it, but apparently people are upset because they're just now finding out that Suge and Celie were lesbians. Like, the Color Purple book been out since when? The 70s, I think. I didn't even, we didn't read it in school. I read it on my own. I think I read it for the first time around like 80, after the movie came out. Because when the movie came out, that was the first, I had never heard of the Color Purple. I knew who Alice Walker was, but I, we didn't read the Color Purple. We read, um... I came up we read Richard Wright and Tony Morrison and that type and shit. We didn't read The Color Purple. So I didn't know what it was till the movie came out. And when the movie came out, I was like, oh, it's based off the book. And I was like, oh, so I went to the library, got the book, read the book. So I forgot when we came out 84, I think, 83, 84. So it was after that. So I was like maybe 11, 12 when I first read The Color Purple. And when I read that shit at the time, the first time, I read all the gay shit, but I didn't really, I was 11, 12, I think. I didn't really pick up on it. I ain't gonna lie. The first time I've read The Color Purple, I did not pick up on the lesbianism in it at all. I just didn't. I'm, I, you know, and then when I saw the movie, I, I didn't either because I hadn't read the book yet. So I didn't know. I, this gonna sound <laughs> when I read I didn't get the scene with Celia and them. Like, I saw her put her hand on the shoulder and I saw them kiss, but I ain't connect up. They was in there fucking. I did, I did not, I didn't until later, like, I think when we got to high school, or maybe even middle school, when I got to middle school, and we, and, and we started talking about literature, and that, and it came up, and then that's when I understood, and then when I, I went back and read the book again, and then I picked up on it, the little subtle thing, sugar, like sugar, I, I don't think about men's, I think about sugar, now, now, then I, I, I picked up on it, and I was like, oh, huh, so, my point in all that is, it's 2023. You got to be the most unread, ignorant motherfucker in the world to, at 2023, not know that that is a major plot line in the movie and in the book. So why you are in 2023 going to music talking about why they pushing this gay stuff, this gay agenda? Bitch, you fucking sound stupid as shit. They ain't pushing no gay agenda. It's in the fucking book. It's in the plot. It's the fucking plot of the movie. It's the fucking plot of the book. They ain't pushing shit. It is, it's, it is what it is. Oh, God. So, um, yeah, it, it, um, it was, it was good. Um, 
It was, it was, I, I like the songs. I like the dancing. Cause you know, that's another thing about musicals. I typically do not care for a lot of songs that be in, in the, in these musicals. That's a part of Chicago. That's the other one I was trying to think of that. I liked Chicago. Um, but the songs were good. Um, the, the, the performances were great. Um, it had a good opening weekend. I hear it fell off in the second week, but that's because movies like that, everybody goes to see them in the first week. It's a music. They said the same thing with Beyonce. Only so many people going to go see a musical, right? I bet you when that shit hits the, um, streaming, that's when you're going to see it a lot. I don't think, um, don't have anything to do with the gay content. I'm boozy howling about this, all this bullshit. Like you just showing yourself as ignorant and unread in my opinion, if in 2023, you were hollering about a, a major plot, you had all these fucking years, you just saying you ain't never seen a movie, you ain't never read the book, and you just went to see this because you thought it was cool to go see, you don't know nothing about it, because you're so late, that's so fucking late, and you know what, people be gay, like, I just don't have patience in 2023, oh my god, I, I shut the fuck up, you stupid mother, shut the fuck up, they, they talking about this aliens here, it's, it's the, the, the ice caps is melting. Like, it's so much shit going fucking on. We, this nigga done ran up on the Capitol. They doing coups and shit. They doing coup de vils. And you really so worried about somebody being gay? Who gives a fuck? People be gay. People always been gay. Mind your fucking business. God damn. It's just so dumb. That I don't have the patience for it. Who? Why you care so much about who somebody else want to be with? What do I got to do with you? Damn. And Boozy got his goddamn prostate tapped in jail, and you can't tell me no fucking different, because that motherfucker is too focused on gay people, and like I said, if y'all could go YouTube it, watch that video when he first got out of jail, and he talked about seeing these two dudes fucking, and he made like, he that motherfucker, he was talking about himself. He was talking about his fucking self. Cause you can see when people tell they stay eyes glass over and they get that Vietnam stare. That motherfucker was talking about he got ran up in that jail and you can't tell me no fucking different. And that's why he's so hard on this gay shit. And yet look, y'all, whenever gay people tell us this, y'all say we don't know what we're talking about. We making everybody gay. That's fine. Y'all can say that, but we don't never be wrong because we know what that shit is like. We know a motherfucker that's in turmoil or trying to uh big his chest up so won't nobody think he gay, because all of us have probably either felt the need to do that or done it or seen it done by other people. So we know it when we see it anyway, y'all, y'all got, y'all got to, but the other thing I wanted to say is, um, Taraji has been, um, on the, on the, on the tour. She's been talking about, um, you know, oh, she's tired of having to fight black actresses, black creators being underpaid. And I mean, it's not anything that anybody else hasn't said before, but I just want to say, and y'all know, I've even mentioned this on the show before that, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a real thing, and I see it in my job every day. I don't work in the, in the um, film and TV anymore. I work in music now, but I still see the same thing. And I keep telling y'all, it's because you you there's not enough diversity on the executive side. All y'all be worrying about is who gets the role is that diverse you need to be worried about who's on the other side because that's who's blocking you because those agents and those managers and those white lawyers i'm telling you 
They do not fight for y'all the way they fight for their other clients. They are not invested in y'all. They look at y'all as like a, clip, a quick flip because Taraji P. Henson done been in Hidden Figures. She done been in uh, Benjamin Button. She done been in, um, and that's not even like the, the um, Baby Boys and all that shit she been in. She been in Hustle and Flow. She been in all these movies that are Grammy, uh, not Grammy, uh, uh, Oscar nominated, why uh, critical acclaim did very well, but every time she said, every time she comes to a movie, she's at the bottom, and she's and they acting like she's brand new. Meanwhile, you put these little ingenue white girls in one movie, movie don't even have to do well, oh, she's at the, up next, she gets this 10-figure deal for all this fucking money, and ain't got nowhere near the resume as a Taraji P. Henson, and that shit happens because your agents and your people, they, they don't sell you. They don't know who you are. They don't push you. They don't be like, wait a minute, guys, wait a minute. Okay, I know we talking about what happened last week, and that's nice. But this lady has a track record of this movie. That movie, she, this Omni nominated, she won that uh this award, that award, her movies total make this. This lady been a been. What do you, what do you mean that she, this is not a new actress here? What are you talking about? Her last salary was this. Everybody else, her, they don't fight for y'all like that. They don't. They don't. And I keep trying to tell people, y'all want to have these big, y'all got to have the big Jewish lawyers and the big fancy men. And now y'all like all that shit, but I'm telling y'all, y'all are not as valuable to them. They look at y'all as one piece in the, oh, yo, that's my urban client over there. Like they don't fight for y'all the way that I see the way they fight for these other people. Number one, number two, I'm tired of, um, it's like the, the, the reason it's like that, in my opinion, in my in my opinion, it's because, like, okay, so I was sitting, me and, me and my old lady was in the um, theater, and Lou Gossett played um, Old Mister. Now, I was shocked as fuck, because I thought Lou Gossett had been, been an ancestor had for, for a while now, but he's still, he's still up, still breathing. Lou Gossett is, is one of those actors that's like a Cicely Tyson, like Lou Gossett's movie career, film career, he's in one of my favorite movies of all time, the movie that made me join the, the uh, Marine Corps, which is an officer and gentleman, playing the uh, Marine Corps drill sergeant, but Lou Gossett been in stuff going way back, he been in so much stuff, like he's one of my daddy, was one of my daddy's favorite actors, and I was like, I'm not sure if Lou Gossett has ever won an Oscar. I don't think he has. I'm sure he's been nominated, but I don't think he's ever won. But Lou Gossett is an actor. His resume is so long and so varied, and he's been in so many different roles and never won an Oscar, I don't think. I know he's been nominated. I think he was nominated for Officer and Gentleman, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe something else. But these new... I said this the other time. I'm tired of content and I'm tired of everything in entertainment being from the black friend. There, I'm a Gen Xer. There is, and I don't care, y'all can argue, it's the truth. We all know it's the truth. There was such a drop off in talent, taste, and culture, not just in the black community, low key, but I'm talking about the black community, between Gen X and the millennials that. It's, 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 it left a huge gap. And now we are where we are, where everything is, it's not, it's black content for white people. It's not black, because back in the day, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, we made black, we made it for us. Nina Horn. 
Billie Holiday, Quincy Jones, all them people were just making that stuff for us. And the white people were scrambling to come uptown and everywhere else in the black neighborhood because what we were doing were dope because we were making it for us. We weren't making it for them. And now it's switched to where all these all these new folks coming in, they was the black friend and everything is, is black. I know y'all gonna be mad at me. D- Donald Glover, Dave Chappelle, all these people. It's like, oh, I'm the smart black guy that the white people like. And that's what all the content is. And that's why everything is whack. And that's why everything is corny. Because y'all think the white man's ice is colder. And it's, and it's the same thing in Hollywood. Because nobody cared. Nobody pushes. I won't say nobody. But... The focus had for so long was on being included and being accepted. And I want to be nominated. Oscar so white. I want to be nominated for an Oscar. It's like make good shit, make good shit. And people will come stop. Y'all want y'all chasing this white validation so much. You're never going to get it. And there's nothing for us. And then like somebody, um, people were saying, oh, well, it's, it's because they stopped with the poor, they stopped, poor people can't get into the business, all these upper black, upper middle class black people, I don't actually agree with that, because I think, um, actually, it's a lot of the poor people are doing the same thing, they're, they want to, uh, they're trying to, uh, uh, appeal to the white people, too, I don't really think that that's what it is, what, what it is, is you're not black oriented, you're not, you think these people, rich, poor, whatever. They think the white man's ice is colder. It's no longer good enough to just be a BET award winner. It's no longer good enough to just be a Soul Train award winner. It's no longer good enough to be Motown, one of the biggest American exports of all time, one of the biggest American success stories of all time. Motown was not geared toward white people. Motown was making soul, pop, music, and it was so good that it became the sound of America, but that's not, Barry and them wasn't trying to do that, Barry and them was trying to make hits, Hit Town, the Hit Factory, Stacks, all those, the Philadelphia International, all those great old music, it was for black people, and that's why it was so good, it was for us, it was from our, and now, everything is geared toward them, if, if it's just successful with us, that's not good enough, y'all, y'all go to the Grammys, and if y'all don't get the Grammy y'all want, y'all want everybody to boycott, but you ain't showing up to the BETs, you ain't, and everybody like, oh, well, that's not the same thing, you know, and I'm like, is it not, though? Because Michael Jackson showed up at the BTS, and he was Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson showed up at Soul Train. Whitney, Stevie, Diana, uh, all them Quincy, they showed up at all them all them awards, and they wasn't getting the Grammys and stuff like that. They showed up at them awards, and they were still the biggest stars in the world. So, and and the people that win the Oscars, and and they all tell you it don't really do nothing for them. Like yeah, the Viola, like yeah, I won the Oscar. If 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 I was a white actress with my resume, I would be one of the highest paid but I'm not. Every time they got to act like they don't know who I am. So it's like y'all chasing these awards for what? For validation because it ain't good enough for you unless the white people give you an award. And that's why y'all go through the shit y'all go. That's why y'all get disrespected. And I'm not, I'm not saying it like it's a blame. I'm just saying that that's what we have. That's, that's what the issue is because y'all are in there fighting for a seat at the table. And it's like, fuck the seat at the table. Make go down the top, this is what y'all need to do, and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but uh, this is what I really need to, Tyler Perry got that studio in Atlanta, and he don't do shit, but make his shit, and slap bad wigs on people's head, and, and do all that bullshit, y'all need to go down there, and, and, and grab Tyler up by his shoulder, and be like, Tyler, 
you know how Hollywood got started because Jewish people would came out west and they started their studios up and they started financing pictures. That's what you need to start doing. You got a whole studio down here. You don't need to just get paid to make Marvel movies. You can start bringing people in, bring in directors, bring in writers, let people, hey, come make this, I'm going to finance this shit through my studio. Put it out. Why won't you do that? That's what y'all need. Start going to fucking Tyler. Hey, Tyler, look, I got a movie I want to make. They not letting me make it out there. They want to do this dumb shit. They want to make it corny. Come on, man. Look, I can make this movie for $30 million. How Y'all need to start doing that. Y'all need to start doing that. And, and, and making those movies, getting those movies out and seeing that black because every time the studio they put out black panther they say we don't sell no money we don't sell overseas there's all these excuses why they can't never put us in nothing yet every time we make something it makes money because the audience is there that's what y'all and, and that's what y'all need to start doing and i'm telling y'all let these and i'm not saying everybody some i'm not some of the attorneys is really good but some of y'all y'all got all white teams y'all got a white manager y'all got it y'all talking about y'all doing that because of the connections but what is it getting you and if you got one that's getting, listen, I'm not saying not all of them. Some of them are very good. There's some of these clients out here, they're getting them the money, they're getting them the brand deals, they're getting them all that. So I'm not saying it's everybody, but a lot of people are complaining and having the same issue. And then when you, and they talking about, they having, they bucking up against racism, bucking up against the system. And then you ask them, okay, well, who's on your team? Manager white, lawyer white, agent white, accountant white. Everybody white. They don't even, they get y'all to say, y'all, they ain't even got nobody to do y'all hair. They ain't even got enough hairdressers in the union, but you got to be in the union to do y'all hair. Like, come on, man. And it's not going to change because there's not enough of us on the other side. And I'm not just saying this because for me, but I, I, I see it. I see it. And I see, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's only a few, and like, I'm, without giving too much away, uh, where I work at now, me and this other black lawyers in the UK and a couple of us, we, we all try to, like, figure out, wait, yo, how can we, not that we trying to do nobody's job, but sometimes when you, when you deal with, like, we, you know, we see them. We see the people that y'all bring in and, and 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 give all this money to with no track record, and hopefully they break, but they don't. You know, they might not, and then we have to write them off. But y'all is so many people that if you sign them, that's automatic money because they have an established career. And I'm not saying that these are the people I'm talking about. I'm trying to show you the level. There's the ushers. There's the Meg the Stallions. There's the Tony Braxons. There's the 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 um Fantasias. There's so many. Uh, the, the, the brandies not saying that these people have come through our door I'm just saying that there's so many artists out there that have how many people did that brandy Monica uh uh, versus get though the people are there you got these people these labels now they don't know the culture they don't know the people they looking at these algorithms like who's on tiktok and who's spotify streaming they don't know shit about the culture though and we'll be like but a Fantasia or, or somebody like that will come in the door and because Bob and Seth and Mickey don't really know who that is. Oh, well on her Spotify, she's not, they don't want, they'll let that person go. But you signing, uh, Katie Kablicki who got no, this her first album. Don't got a look. Don't got a sound. White girl singing R&B sound the mess. You giving her all this money talking about this going to be the next Taylor Swift. No, it's not. You already got 
the next Taylor Swift right here, but you don't know it, right? So it's little stuff like that, and that's and and it's because on this side, on the on the on the executive side, where the deals get made, and the money get made, it's not enough of us. And so I really try to speak up when I can. I mean, within my role, I'm not trying to tell nobody, but like when people come across, like right before Christmas, we had something to come across, and the people. The artist, I knew who the artist was. And I was like, oh, that's such and such. That's such and such's man. And nobody knew that. They were like, huh? And I was like, yeah, that's such and I thought, I was like, no, that's such and such. And he was such and such. They they had no idea. So when I said that, then everybody was like, oh, okay. Then, then, they, then they got more excited about it. And I'm like, it's certain people. And it's like, if you sign this person, y'all... If you sign this person, this person is such a stature in the culture or in the music or in the genre that other people will look like, put it like this. If, if Jay-Z decides to sign, like I'm, I'm making this as an example. Let's say Jay-Z all of a sudden decides he wants to, or let's use LeBron, right? LeBron coming out the league, you know, whatever. I mean, coming out into the league, he decides to sign with Knight. Jordan, remember when Jordan was going to sign with Adidas? Once he, once he decide, once LeBron or Jordan decide to sign with Knight, all the other athletes wanted to sign with Nike because, oh, LeBron's on Nike. I, I want Nike. Or, oh, Magic's with Converse. I want Converse. Like, when you get prominent people that everybody fuck with, it, it, you can you can leverage that to get other people because, oh, I want to go where they at. I've seen so many articles, uh, interviews with artists where they say, you know, they came in such and such label or they came in such and such um, production company, whatever, and they weren't really sure, like, they had all these different offers, but, oh, you signed so-and-so? Oh, if you signed so-and-so, and they here, you did that, I'm gonna sign, like, stuff like that, we be trying to get them to understand, like, yo, y'all are missing opportunities, because y'all don't know who is who, y'all don't know what is what, y'all just looking for what's new, y'all going off all these fucking algorithms and metrics and shit, but this is the motherfucker you need to sign, because if you sign them, this person, that person, and that person gonna want the same deal they got. It's another deal that we lost. Um, well, I won't say we lost it, but they went somewhere else. But I know why they went somewhere else. They went, and you know, I'm not this. I knew who this person was, and I was like, eh, it wasn't somebody where I thought we had to get them. But they went somewhere else because somewhere else gave them the money they were looking for because they understood who they were. And I feel like we getting that person, we were fighting them for the money because we looking at the numbers, the numbers on, but, but, but trust me, that person, they're going to get, they're going to get your numbers. We need them to go. I promise you. I promise you. And so stuff like that. Right. And that happens all the time. And like, I, you know, I'll be fighting for people that don't even know I'm fighting for them. I'll be, you know, and I, and, and it's, it's just little stuff speaking up. Like, don't you, oh my God, there's so many black execs. They sit there, they quiet. They don't want to say nothing. They scared of the white people. They don't want, you know, just speak up. Like it could be a little thing. Like, like I'll be doing like, again, I don't step on nobody's toes, but I let somebody know, Hey, you know, so-and-so. Yeah, I mean, they got little buzz. They on TikTok, but like, that's, I don't, you know, they, people don't, cause you know, I'm on Twitter. I'm active on, I'll be like, yeah, people don't really, they, they not really fucking with that. Like they, yeah, it got some streams cause people are like, this is whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, like stuff like that. Like I know who I, I'll speak up if I know we about to fuck up. 
Because no offense, all y'all white, and y'all know y'all white shit, but y'all don't really know the urban space like y'all think y'all do. Y'all don't know R&B space like y'all think y'all do. And some of y'all, even y'all A&R people way too young, they don't even know it like they think they do. Like, they don't know who this artist is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, stuff like that. But that's that's why that shit occurs, because they don't respect y'all. I hate to say it, they don't respect y'all, they don't know who y'all are, they don't fight for y'all like they fight for that. And that's what the thing was really getting on, the, on my nerves, going back to the Monique situation, where people kept saying, her, her Oscar didn't matter, and this still matter. I'm like, yes, it does. And as she's gone, and she's been away too long. When Winona Ryder came back to Netflix, I guarantee you, nobody was like, ain't nobody heard from you in 20 years, your last picture, no, this is Winona Ryder, this is the it girl from the 90s, she been in this, this, and that, we gonna give her exactly what we talked about, because this is a legacy, this is the kind of person, when you see them on the screen, that their star is established, we don't have to worry about, can they turn it on, we don't have to worry about, is somebody gonna connect with them, because we already know they do, because she's a fucking star, they don't do that to white, but when it's the black people, they can they can have the, the 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 top movie last year. When you come back in, oh, we don't know. Are they gonna connect? Bitch, I'm a star. So I, I just wanted to say that because people try to act like Taraji was complaining. She's not complaining. She's saying, Hey, I have done enough. I've been enough of these movies. I'm enough of a star. Y'all have doubted me enough, and I produce every time, and I'm tired of every time I go in there, I got to fight for every little breadcrumb when these little fucking bitches that ain't even got half of what I do, y'all throwing all the money at them and got everything lined up for them, this deal, that deal, we're going to put you with this person, and I'm in there, and you looking at me like, can you do another cookie? Like, bitch, cookie? Yeah, I could do another cookie. That ain't no problem, but, like, that ain't all I've done. So... I, 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 I felt it. I, I'm glad she said it. I, I'm glad more. I wish more of them would say it. And I promise you, they talking about they had to drive themselves to set. That would never happen to a, a white crew, period. Let it on a white crew of that caliber. Them fucking, if they would have found out, wait a minute, you got our stars not having cars? You don't have cars for our stars? You don't have them to come pick them? Agents would have been on that phone ripping them a new asshole. Nobody would have had to call Oprah fucking Winfrey. You know how ridiculous that is that you got to call Oprah Winfrey to have food on set, to have people driving you back and forth. You got to call Oprah Winfrey. Come on, man. That would have never happened to white people. That would have never happened to a white cast of that caliber or white cast below that caliber. That would have that stars. That, what are you talking about? I'm Taraji P. Motherfucking Hanson, bitch. If you don't get me a, I'm, I'm like, if you don't get me a fucking car and drive me to this set, are you stupid? Like, get the fuck out of here. That's all I want to say on that. Finally, finally. Listen to here long enough, y'all know. I'm not a fan of Dave Chappelle. It has nothing to do with the trans shit. That didn't help. But I've just never been a fan of his. I never thought his stand-up was funny. Y'all know from the beginning I've said they gave him too much from the Chappelle show. I've always said that my favorite comedian and the comedian who actually personifies what a lot of y'all think Dave Chappelle does is Cat Williams. I've said that forever because he's been my favorite comedian forever because I just think that 
people hype Dave Chappelle up because he did the show and people think he took a stand. But like I've said, he didn't really take a stand. What he was, he got his feelings hurt because he realized that the white guys didn't think he was as smart as he thought he was. They was actually laughing at him and just thought he was another nigga they can get some money out of. And it hurt his feelings. He broke down. He had to go to Africa. I then said that y'all want to make it. He took a stand. No, if you really listen to what he did and look at what's happened after, it, 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 that's not he, his feelings got hurt because he thought that the white guys thought he was their equal, and he found out that they didn't think that at all. Um, so Cat Williams goes on to Shannon Club Shay Shay, and um, it was amazing. It was a three hour interview. Um, he showed why he is my favorite comedian. I think he's very smart. I think he's very clever. I think he, um, no, he, he says, like I said, if you're a comedian and you're as genius as you claim, you can, you can be as, as controversial and offensive and however, whatever you care to be in a way that comes across in a way that is funny and in a way that 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 doesn't offend people, if you're good, and Cat Williams sat right there in Shannon and Shannon um Sharp's face and insulted that man so many fucking times, and Shannon didn't pick up on it because of he was so smooth and how he did it. You have a sympathy for losers, and that is not like you. What he was saying to him was like, bro. You bring a bunch of chumps on this on this show, and you let them say whatever, and you be sitting there yucking and giggling with them because you have a, a, a you have a, an affinity for them. Basically, was calling that man a loser too. But he but he said, which is not like you, which was the way to recognize that he is Shannon Sharp, and he did win all these champs. Like you should you shouldn't be associating with these losers because you shouldn't be like them, but you are. Smooth shit, and. All I want to say is, like, do I believe, that did he embellish in that story? Absolutely. But this is what's killing me about it. People with all these serious responses and, oh, he he lied. He said, no way he read 3,000 books as a child. Like, come, that, yo, yo, that's not the point. You, the whole shit, he put on a show that man went to that set to say, look, I'm trying to tell y'all that none of these motherfuckers can fuck with me. None of these motherfuckers do fuck with me because they are not as good as I am and they're not as funny as I am. And I'm not just going to say that. I'm going to come here and show you because I'm going to come and sit for this interview and I'm going to make it a show in a way that only I can. I'm going to sit here and off the cuff come up with jokes that are funny as fuck and I'm not even on fucking stage. I'm going to talk about these motherfuckers like I do and I'm not even on fucking stage and you're going to fucking laugh because that's how fucking good I am and I'm about to show you. That was a performance and the people critiquing it like it was supposed to be so factual. However, I didn't see nobody responded say he was lying about anything. They called him pathetic. They called him all this and calling all that. And some of y'all just like, I'm like, have y'all never heard a black, a black, a old black man in particular, but black people, older black to tell stories. If your grandfather tell, was in world war two and you know, your grandfather's in world war two, but he said, you know, I met a general Patton. Yeah. Me and him sat down and played checkers. Clearly he's exaggerating. Clearly that's not true, but that don't mean he wasn't in world war two. He's not lying about that. 
He's not lying about it. You know he was in World War II, and it's like, okay, so because Kat said he read 3,000 books as a kid, which, I mean, did you even, did, did you think that was something that was in the factual anyway? Like, that's what people do when they tell stories, they embellish. And some of that shit was said to set up things he was saying later, because like I said, it was a fucking performance, and the shit just went over a lot of y'all's heads, because y'all focused on, oh, he said he went a full one. First of all, I didn't doubt that because he said he ran a full one as a kid and kids are fast. I don't know if y'all know, like in high school, whatever, I, he might have. He ain't say he tried out for the Olympics, but he might have. Like, I don't, I didn't see why that was so hard to believe. I didn't, that, the 3,000, a couple of other, but the point is it was exaggeration. And, and, and just because he was exaggerating and embellishing like all black men do, some of y'all just like act like y'all don't know black people at all. Clearly you never been in the barbershop and heard a nigga tell a story. And again, that famous scene from like, um, coming to America. He was like, yeah, I was at the March on Washington, walked around the corner, boom, bumped into Martin Luther King. You ain't never met no Martin Luther King. Like stuff. Yes. They embellish, but that doesn't mean they're lying. And I don't think nothing he said was a lie. And not only do I think nothing he said was a lie. People were bring, were showing receipts the whole time. He said Cedric stole his joke. All he did was change it to a spaceship. People showed the clip side by side. Some people insist that's not the same joke. I don't understand what y'all don't think is the same about it. It's the same movements. It's the same setup. It's the same situation. I mean, said changed the word, but it's his joke. Like, that's his exact joke. The way he pulled the car back. The way he was like, I don't understand why y'all think that's not the same joke. It's the same mannerisms, same setup. That's the joke. That's why it was funny, because of what he was doing. So, um, the thing with Bernie Mac. And I knew what he said about Steve, what Bernie Mac was true, because um, my barbershop, where I told y'all, is like famous people coming there. And um, right around um, when Bernie died, I think I was still in law school, actually. Whenever Bernie Mac died... um one of those comic view comedians, I can't remember his name, not one that Kat mentioned, but one, if he used to be, he used to actually host comic view. Can't remember the dude's name. He's kind of heavy said He had green eyes. Um, some of y'all might know who I'm talking about. I can't recall his name, but when he came in, I knew who he was. He was very well known on comic view. And he, um, you know, he come in the stories, he holding court, he telling his stories. And he said, the same thing way before Kat said it. He said that the reason why he said Steve Harvey was was trash, and because he was talking about how um he was about to audition for some role and somebody else got it, and he was he said then Steve Harvey was trash. He was like, yeah, the whole reason him and Bernie wasn't friends no more because Steve called around and but he didn't say the movie it was. But he said Steve called around and tried to block a movie that Bernie got. Um, he he didn't say the name of the movie, but he, he said this. This again, this was. I want to say, mm, I don't know when, it, I had to be in law school, so it would have been anywhere from 2007 to, let's say, 2010. It was, I remember that conversation, because I knew who the dude was, and he was in there, and some of the stuff he was saying, I didn't believe, I was like, oh, this nigga lying, he hyping it up, but I do remember that story. So when Kat said it, I already knew that was true, because I'm like, oh, that's the same thing that other comic view, I remember him saying that shit years ago, and I've, you know, um... The thing about, and like, I don't know, people got so butthurt from that interview. Did he hit some people that I like? Yeah, but like, I'm not going to act like, I'm not going to try to act like he lied and he made it up. I like Steve Harvey. I mean, but I don't, I've heard that about Steve Harvey before from other people. I don't doubt what he said. Ricky Smiley, I don't doubt what he said either because it makes sense to me. And the way he told the story, it makes sense to me. Um, People harped on, oh, well, he said that he doesn't want 
a rape scene, but he's going to do a pimp. It's like, again, the shit is going over your head. It's not that what he said was, and I agree with, he was like, look guys, I can make this funny any way you want me to make it funny, but I don't think we need to have a rape scene in here because rape is, and he didn't say, see, this is why I say cat is who y'all think Dave Chappelle is because he wasn't talking. He didn't make it about gay rape. He didn't make it about a black man being raped. He said rape of any kind is not funny. And that's not something we should make fun of. He said, and then you want to have a black man being raped. So he didn't make it about just it being a black. He said rape generally. He was objecting to rape generally saying this, this scene can be funny. I can make it funny. We don't have to have the rape scene. So the fact that he's a pimp is, is again, you're missing his point. It's funny because he's a pimp. That's what he's saying. I will make it funny. I will do the pimp. I will do money, Mike, but we don't have to have this rape scene. That's the point that he's making. Okay. And y'all just so, I don't know. Like, I, I don't understand why so many people had issues with that interview. Oh, well, he lied about this. Yeah, he's embellishing the story, of course. But nobody that respond, no, we on like 5,011 comic view comments. Now, Hamburger don't respond. All these niggas don't respond. Little Daryl don't respond. Everybody don't responded. Everybody dumb. The smart ones ain't said shit. None of them saying what he's saying is not true. They he not funny. He not this. He washed up. He on drugs. He this, that, and the third. None of them are saying that's not actually true. Ricky Smiley tried to come back with his response, but his response did not address what Kat said, which cause Kat said that the man lied because he came on the show and said that that money mic role was his role. He had it. And then it went to Kat. And Kat came, he was like, when, when have you ever seen Ricky Smiley? He basically went through all of the niggas told why they ain't had no war. And he heard my feelings. He said Earthquake was a litter because I actually like Earthquake. But the point is, Cat said the man lied. Cat said, what the fuck? Who gonna offer you a fucking role? And you can you imagine him doing money, Mike, like I did it? And hey, you had to, uh, Ricky Smiley ain't funny to me. Ricky Smiley used to be on Comic View doing the old church lady before Tyler Perry did it. Uh, he did. Like, if you my age, you know, I used to be in bed late at night watching Comic View back in, um, this was like the late 80s, early 90s, Comic View, Def Comedy Jam, all that shit. This was like my late high school, early college years. Um, and so I remember all that shit. I remember Ricky Smiley with the truck. I remember that shit. So I know what Cat was talking about, right? And I just, I look, you can say what you want to say. He read them niggas down. They still responding. Hit dogs holler like I always say. Do I believe everything he said? No. Do I think that motherfucker knows exactly what he's doing? Yes. Do I think he's on drugs? Listen, he done been arrested a couple times with some weed and some weapons, but he ain't never been prosecuted. So to me, I don't think that, um, I, I've not read that. I, I've not read anything about him being in rehab or being caught on high or any, yeah, he's been arrested a few times. They always say drugs and guns, but it gotta be weed. Cause if it was crack, anything else, he'd be in jail. And I know that one time he tried to put his gun through the airport. So ain't nobody saying that he hasn't had these incidents. They trying to make it like he just down back. He didn't look down back on drugs to me, even on the show. He looked a little tired, but his skin is clear. It's fresh. He don't look like a drug addict to me. His skin was, he looked fine to me, right? His hair was healthy. His face was, he didn't have that look of 
a person that's been on drugs. Like some of the people, Aries Spears and uh, Fat Ass Faison and all them niggas that was responding to him. A lot of them looked like they was having serious health issues. He didn't look like that. So I thought it was funny. Again, I think Cat is 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 who y'all think Dave Chappelle is. He's always said he's like, look, it's it's enough words in the English language that you can be funny without insulting people. And I know he's close to Dave, so it's not like he he's talking shit about Dave. But I'm saying he said what, he, and I agree with him. And I've just always thought he was funny. I've been fucking, I've been thinking Cat was funny since um whatever that first special is where he was talking about his surgeons. And, and I just think he's now the last special he did was not that great. I didn't think it was that funny, but, um, Hey, y'all got problems with the interview. I didn't, I thought, I thought I didn't hear, I, you know, he says, and then people were showing jokes that, that they stole. That's other jokes that said stole. He stole one from designing women. And, and it's funny because I remember noticing that when I went to see Kings of Comedy, I was like, oh, that's from Design and Women, but I ain't know, I didn't know enough at the time to understand that that was a stole joke, I guess, or I just, I don't know, it didn't click for me. But I do remember, because I, listen, I guess he didn't think black people watch Design and Women, but we certainly did. One of my favorite shows of all time, Julia Sugarbaker is one of my favorite characters of all time, as is Suzanne Sugarbaker, and everybody else on that show. So, I guess he didn't think nobody was going to catch it, but they did, but people was rolling clips all day, and people that, and people were coming through, Dion Cole, who I also like, and were coming through, uh, co-signer for Cat saying, yes, he did this, yes, he did that, Cat was talking about his, uh, you know, he said Kevin, he said Kevin Hart was a plant, um, I don't think Kevin Hart was a plant, I don't even know if, if, if Cat really thinks that he's a plant, but I think Cat's point, what Cat was trying to say with that is, look, people saying that I'm washed up, or I don't get the, op-. he was saying that, the reason I don't get the opportunities is because I don't sell out, I'm only gonna do certain things, I'm not gonna do everything for money, and I think the point he was trying to make with Kevin Hart is, look who they prep, look who they'll put the money behind, look who the comics that they set up to be on top, the comics that'll do what they, and Listen, Cat, uh, I'm sorry, Kev was, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when he was on stage saying that black people are poor because they drink my malt liquor, Jay sitting up there talking about, uh, people, black people do crime because they don't have fathers, listen, the receipts are adding up, the, the allegations are not being beat, because y'all are doing this shit that exactly what he's talking about, okay, so, you can get mad, you can say he's lying. You can say he's a hypocrite. I don't really see how he's a hypocrite because it's nothing that he was saying up there that, like, you can point and be like, oh, you did it too. He just basically was up there like, y'all lie. You lied about this. You lied about that. You're saying I'm on drugs. You're saying I'm this. You're saying I'm that. And, I again, I, I didn't see anybody come back with facts or receipts to show that he lied, they just, you know, didn't like what he said, or called him pathetic, or had shit to say, did I believe 100% everything he said, no, did I agree 100% with everything he said, no, but I, I, I don't think he was lying about Steve, I don't think he was lying about Cedric, I don't think he was lying about them, uh, in, in cahoots to keep him out, because that shit happens, and I fucking, you know what I fucking found out, I swore the guy Cedric the Entertainer was a Q, I just swore I seen him hopping around, this motherfucker's a Kappa, which blew my fucking mind, because I know Steve Harvey was a Q, and I knew Ricky Smiley was a Q, because my uncle's a Q, and he, Lord, he a founding, what they call it, founder, and so he, oh god, every, anybody in the whole earth that's a Q, he gonna let you know if they're a Q, so I, I, I know all the famous Qs, right, and I just thought, um, um, 
I thought Cedric the Entertainer was, but he's a Kappa. Shocking to me. So when I first heard that, I was like, well, look, all I'm going to say is they all are three flat brothers. So, you know, they got that connection. But turns out, I mean, they still Greek, though. But Cedric the Entertainer being a, a Kappa, if you know anything about Black Greek letter organizations, he did not give Kappa to me. But, uh, hey, I would if not a Q for Cedric, I would have said Sigma. I would have never Kappa. Barely Alpha. <laughs> that remind I got a friend, one of my um, one of the attorneys at work, and he I found out he was Greek, and so I was like, oh, you was an alpha, cause I thought he was an alpha. He gave alpha to me, alpha that I know. I know they say alphas in the south are different. I don't know what that means, but I know I went to Cornell, which is the alpha chapter, alpha phi alpha. So I know alphas from there, and I know alphas from the north. And um, I thought he was an alpha. He told me he was a kappa again shocked although with him after he said it i could see it a little bit but he was side-eyeing me for weeks after that because i thought he was alpha my bad bro you give alpha to me of, of as i know alphas so um but yeah that was funny i thought he was great i thought i thought that interview was great it had all i think it got all those views because it was great when i went to get my hair cut on friday they had it on in the barbershop they were listening to it i mean it's, it's like you can get mad and you can say that, you know, he shouldn't be talking about people like that, I guess. But I thought that was amazing. I thought that man came there and he, he sat there and he was funny and he basically did a route to show them I do this. I'm going to come here and I'm going to say what I got to say, but I'm going to also show you why I'm the best at this and why these motherfuckers don't like me and why these motherfuckers are scared of me and why I'm not worried about them because I can always do this. And... Steve Harvey couldn't have sat up there like we seen Steve. We see how Steve and I don't. I, I like Steve. Don't get me wrong, but Steve couldn't do that. We see Steve give big country, big um, you know, fake like a man country. You know, we seen him at the uh versus getting on everybody goddamn nerves. We we see what Steve give. We give what said when he called that man a walrus. Oh my god, I about fell out. I'm just saying, none of them can do that. And I think that's what he came there to demonstrate. Y'all can say what the fuck y'all want to say, but don't nobody do this shit like I do this shit. And 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 they can come challenge me and say whatever they want to say, but they can't do this shit. So I just thought it was great. It was so many times I laughed. And Cat and is like somebody on Twitter did the retweets of like how many cat quotes you, you use. And I'm like, I use so many insurgents. Shouldn't have been talking shit. Don't worry, I'll wait. Poor little tink tink. Um, um, don't be don't be sorry. Be careful. Um, a I, I, I pimp. I mean, just so many, so many uh uh, uh quotes that cat does that I use. So listen, that's my favorite comedian. My old lady disagree with me. She like Dave Chappelle. She don't want his shit. I be gotten. I, I got to say about how why I don't like him, and it's not because I it's. I, it's the trans shit, but it's not the trans shit. It's the bigger issue of, like I said, motherfucker, you ain't fooling me. You got all these people thinking you were super honorable and it was all about, it couldn't have been because if, if you left there because you understood that they were exploiting you and making fun of you, if that's really, really why you left and, and being, and, 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 and degrading you as, as a black man and not get, if that's re thinking they could buy you, if that's really why you left, you wouldn't be telling the jokes on these transsexual and gay jokes that you keep telling now. That's that. That's 
you wouldn't be telling those jokes because it's the same concept of picking on the vulnerable and laughing down at people and making fun of people for, for you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing that. That's not why you left. You left that money because it broke your fucking heart that them fucking white men did not think you was a genius and did not think you was smart and did not think you had anything cutting edgy to say and didn't really think you were clever. They just knew that you made money for them. And that's, and, and that's all they cared about. And that's, and, and you was just another nigga comic to them. That's why you left. And that's why you turned that money down. And that's why you went to Africa and lost your fucking mind. You, that's why. And I always said that. I've been said that. But anyway, um, I've ne- I, I've never, <laughs> I got to say this every time because people always try to make it about the joke. And you too sensitive. I'm not sensitive at all. Cat Williams tell ignorant ass jokes, but they're funny and they're not, they're not aimed. They're not aimed to humiliate people who he deems beneath him or who he deems are vulnerable or who he thinks people are going to laugh at. It's not about that. I've just never found him funny. I'd never thought Dave Chappelle, I, again, I'm an old school. I used to watch him on comic view and all the comic shows. Whenever he came out, I just never thought he was funny. I never thought he was funny. The Dave, uh, the, the, the Dave Chappelle show came on. I thought the show was funny because it, of, it was situational and it was characters. That's what I think he's funny at. Stand up. He's just never been funny to me. I remember him from Robin Hood men in tights, which is a hilarious movie. He was in that. He was used to be in all the movies like that. I just, Never thought he was funny. So I always say that because people try to make, oh, you just sensitive and talking about the trend. I, not to say I don't give a fuck because that's not accurate, but that's not it. That to me just lets me know that all the shit he be talking is bullshit. But anyway, I've been talking way long. I didn't give y'all my usual disclaimer. I, I happen to go long. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Um, sorry. To, oh, I didn't keep y'all waiting. I told y'all that I was going to be back first week of, uh, January, I kind of am. So, um, look, thanks for listening. Thanks for asking. To thanks for asking, like me, rate me, tell a friend, new listeners, hello, loyal listeners. Thank you, I appreciate y'all. And um, uh, God bless. Thanks for coming out. See y'all next week. Peace.